1: Hello everyone, welcome to the March 22nd episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast, the Sweet 16 edition of the Bacon Bets Podcast. On today's show, I'll be giving you my best bet for all eight Sweet 16 matchups. I'm not going to split it up by day here. I'll just give you the full dose all at once. I will go through them in chronological order. Uh, Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Before I do get into it, I'm going to take a sip of my... I mean, listen, if I want to bring my A game here, I'm going to drink my green juice here. I I, got to get my my mind sharpened. Hashtag no free ads. All right. Let's get into these picks, shall we? We're going to go chronological order, which means we're going to start with Kansas State. Michigan State, I'm going to take Kansas State plus two against the Spartans. Uh, First of all, you know me, I love to fade narratives. January, February, Izzo. I'd love to fade that narrative. I love Tom Izzo. He might be my favorite coach in sport. But I don't love the narrative that you can't bet against Tom Izzo in March. Uh, so I'll be fading him and the Spartans in this game. A lot of the stats, if you want to look at them between Kansas State and Michigan State, are very similar. Kansas State has the slight edge in just about every single area, though. You look at effective field goal percentages, 101st to 128th advantage of Kansas State. Defensive efficiency, a little bit of a larger gap here, 35th for Kansas State. Michigan State 116th. Uh, Kansas State does force a lot of turnovers. Michigan State does not 50th and 339th in opponent turnovers, but Michigan State doesn't turn the ball over themselves 59th in turnovers. And K- but Kansas State does, so that's kind of a wash there in the turnover department. 285th in turnovers for the Wildcats. Uh, but so slight edge for Kansas State in just about every single area fading the narrative uh the tom mizzo narrative that you can't bet against him in march and also the big 12 is better than the big 10. i think that has mostly been shown although the big 12 hasn't quite has hasn't had quite as strong of a tournament as i expected but still i don't think there's much argument uh, to be made about that the big 12 has been a better conference kansas state has faced better competition than michigan state and We're getting two points with Kansas State. So I do think this is going to be a very close game. I'd much rather take the two points and lay the two points. So give me Kansas State plus two against Michigan State to get things started off. Moving on. You want to talk about a close game, UConn against Arkansas. But this time I am going to lay the points here because I do think UConn is just a better version of Arkansas. And when I say that, I don't mean that they play the same style of basketball because they certainly don't uh what i do mean by that is that these are two teams who are solid every sing- in every single area they have no glaring weaknesses but whereas arkansas is good in every single area uconn is excellent in every single area um, and there is a contrast in style uconn is a three-point shooting team arkansas is a two-point shooting team now there are some numbers here that might indicate you might want to take the under Because UConn is 65th in three-point shooting rate. Arkansas is 23rd in opponent three-point field goal percentage. But Arkansas 16th in two-point field goal rate. UConn is 19th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. So they're both very good defensively, especially in stopping the other team's strength. So you might want to go ahead and take a look at the under. I certainly did, but I'm so bad at betting totals, I'm just not going to do it. So the fact that I like the under should actually tell you that you should bet the over in this game little hot tip for you guys out there. But let's look at overall shooting. Uh, And this is kind of consistent across the board with most statistics. UConn 33rd in effective field goal percentage. Arkansas 131st. UConn second best rebounding team in the country. uh, 16th in extra scoring chances per game. Arkansas 57th. Um, Both teams are very, very good. I like both teams this year. I do have a future on UConn, so I will be rooting them uh, for them uh, in that aspect. But I do think UConn is the overall better team. I'll lay the points minus 3.5. Um, I don't think the line has changed with this game, but let me just check. If the line does change, I wouldn't lay any more than the current number. If it gets up to 4.5, to be honest, I'd probably go the other side and go Arkansas. Line still at 3.5. Most likely going to remain uh, at that number. I'm just now looking at, uh, how bad I did with my bets last night. Oh my God. I'm ice cold in hockey, ice cold. Uh, but this is a hockey show, so I don't need to talk about it. Uh, let's, uh, move on to Tennessee and FAU. I'm going to lay the points with Tennessee. I originally had Tennessee in my final four. I took them out. I kind of wish I hadn't because they are looking exactly as good as I thought they would. They are fantastic defensively. Best defensive team in the country. I'm going to say they proved that last game against Duke. Uh, And this is a terrible stylistic matchup for Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is a three-point shooting team. 38th in the country in three-point shot rate. 43.8% of their shots come from three-point land. Also, 37.2% of their overall points come from three-point shots. That's 25th in the country. Now, they have to face the very best perimeter defense in the country in Tennessee. Tennessee first in opponent three-point field goal percentage teams are shooting just 26.4 percent from beyond the arc against them i don't need to say too much more about that florida atlantic i think is going to be in overhead in over their head in this matchup i'll take the volunteers minus five and a half uh and then we got the uh night game here uh, it is UCLA against Gonzaga on Thursday night, and I'm going to take pause for anticipation and for fixing my graphic UCLA minus two. The Bruins, the other team that I have an outright bet on the three teams. I bet on actually the four teams I bet on. I have three of them left. Arizona is the only team I don't have left. I still have Tennessee. I got Yukon. I got UCLA for futures left. So that's, that's pretty solid. Unfortunately, if UCLA and UConn win, they need to face each other in the next round. Uh, But I think it's time for uh, Gonzaga's defense to kind of come back and finally bite them in the ass here. I've talked about it before. Now, out of the Sweet 16, they have the worst defense out of all the teams that are left. Um, And the Bruins have a very, very, very good defense. Bruins, 37th in the country in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Keeping teams to shooting just 46.6% from two-point range. Gonzaga 218th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Keeping teams to shooting 51% from down low. So UCLA keeping teams shooting 5% uh, lower than Gonzaga. That's important because both these teams are two-point shooting teams. you look at extra scoring chances per game, Gonzaga takes the lead, the best in the country, plus 8.2 scoring chances per game. Uh, and like I keep saying about Gonzaga, 175th in defensive efficiency. Not good. I think they're finally going to meet their match here. UCLA going to get the revenge from the Final Four uh, from a couple years ago when Jalen Suggs hit the half-court shot in overtime to win. And they lost in the regular season. UCLA lost to Gonzaga in the regular season against them just last year as well. In fact, all time in school history for the two teams... Gonzaga's five and two against UCLA. Surprising. I'll take UCLA minus two in that matchup, which leads me to Friday's games. Uh, and the first game on Friday is Alabama and San Diego State. I've had people message me saying that they love San Diego State in this spot. San Diego State lock of the year. I disagree. I'll take Alabama minus seven and a half. I am not forgetting my mantra before the tournament. Fade the Mountain West. The Mountain West went 0-4 in the tournament in 2021. 0-4 in the tournament in 2022. 0-1-3 this year. San Diego State won in the first round and then won again in the last round. But don't make me think that just because San Diego State defeated the College of Charleston and then Furman that all of a sudden they can hang with a team like Alabama. I'm not getting seduced into betting on the San Diego State team. They have to face the true number one seed in the country in Alabama now. I don't care how good their perimeter defense is because they're probably looking at their perimeter defense saying, oh, Ian, they can stop the three-point shot. Don't care so let's look at shooting numbers alabama 66th in effective field goal percentage san diego state 200th they don't have the offensive capability to keep pace with alabama let's look at defensive shooting numbers opponent effective field goal percentage alabama first in the entire country san diego state 29th and that's with alabama playing much better competition now the issue with alabama which i think will cost them at some point this tournament is turnovers 218th in turnovers, but San Diego State is a much better coming in 133rd in turnovers per possession. I'll lay the points with Alabama. Don't forget this San Diego State team is from the Mountain West. Don't forget that the two teams they've played so far is the College of Charleston and then Furman. Let's relax. Let's take a step back. This is the obvious play, it's the right play. Give me Alabama minus seven and a half moving on to another the other one seed that's still alive it is Houston it is Miami uh, and I'm going to surprise surprise you guys have might be have might be you might be noticing a trend here so far this show give me Houston minus six and a half here now I thought Indiana was going to be able to pound the rock down low against Miami um but the hurricanes kind of overcame that they were actually the better team down low, but the bad news for them is now they need to take on a Houston team that's like Indiana times 10. This, is, this, this game is an absolute nightmare for Miami because not only does Houston have good guards that can keep up with the guard play of Miami, but they also have a lot of size and length down low. Miami ranks inside the top 100 in the country in uh two-point shot rate 65.5 percent of their shots come down low now they take on a houston team that's third in the country an opponent two-point shot rate keeping teams shooting just 42.9 percent from down low and not only that but houston should be able to offensively pound the rock as i mentioned earlier interior uh, on the interior of this miami defense hurricanes 246th in opponent two-point field goal percentage also keep an eye on rebounding Houston fourth in the country in offensive rebounding, uh, Miami 157th in defensive rebounding. I think Houston's going to be able to create a lot of extra chance scoring opportunities as well. This is a nightmare for, for Miami. Like I said, Miami has won with their guard play, but now they take on a team that can match them with their guards, but then are much, 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 much better down low as well. So I don't really see how Miami wins this game in terms of a game plan. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can do it, but I think this is just an, a nightmare matchup for them stylistically, stylistically. I'll take the Houston Cougars. I'll lay the points minus six and a half. Moving on, we've got two games to go. The next one is the Cinderella story of the tournament. The Princeton Tigers taking on Creighton, and I will, guess what, lay the points with Creighton. Princeton has been dominant through the first two games of the tournament. They're not even winning these games on like a last second shot. They are crushing their teams that they're playing against. They beat Arizona handedly, which was a shocker. They beat, um, who was it last game? Missouri handedly. Now they've had a path to victory in both those games and they followed that path to victory. The path to victory for beating Missouri was out-rebounding them because Missouri is like a bottom five rebounding team in the country. And that's exactly what they did. They out-rebounded them by 14. They out-rebounded them by a total of 44 to 30. They grabbed 16 offensive rebounds. That's not going to happen this week. Creighton, 27th in the country in rebounding rate. They have uh, a center who is 7'1". They will not be out-rebounding Creighton at all, let alone out-rebounding them by 14. They will not be grabbing 16 offensive boards. Uh, I will take Creighton. I think, once again, like uh, I was just talking about with Houston, Miami, I think Creighton is a stylistic nightmare for Princeton. I think the only thing that they can do to hang with Creighton is by getting hot from three, because they are a three-point shooting team, and Creighton's weakness, I would say, would be their perimeter defense. But everywhere else, sways way too far over to Creighton. This is another thing that happened last year, is that people started betting on St. Peter's because... They bought into the narrative that they're just they got hot at the right time and that they can hang with these teams no i think the cinderella story ends now for princeton in a big way i think creighton wins by 15 16 points uh now i got the minus nine and a half this is actually one line that has moved oh i should have mentioned earlier the houston line moved as well i got houston at minus six and a half houston minus seven and a half i still like him a minus seven and a half Creighton minus nine and a half. Now it's minus 10. Still like him at minus 10. Give me the Blue Jays minus nine and a half against uh, the Princeton Tigers. And then the last game in the Sweet 16 Friday night, it is Xavier. It is Texas. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably know what way I'm going to go here. If you've been listening to this show specifically, this episode specifically, you probably know which way I'm gonna go here give me Texas the Longhorns minus four against Xavier I've said it before a few times I don't believe in Xavier I'm gonna fade them until they lose they have a lot of holes in that team in my opinion let's start with the obvious huge defensive advantage for Texas 21st in defensive efficiency Xavier is 153rd they're also uh, 44th and 102nd in two-point shot rate so both teams are two-point shooting teams Texas has an advantage there in that area as well. 63rd in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Xavier 93rd. Extra scoring chances per game. Texas plus 4.6 at 21st in the country. Xavier 160th in the country at plus point three. And Texas and the reason why they rank so high in extra scoring chances per game because they're 19th in opponent turnovers per game. Xavier cannot force turnovers. 291st. So Xavier is a very good shooting team. They even have a slight shooting edge against Texas, but they don't do anything else well. Their defense isn't great. They can't force turnovers. Um, they don't really create extra scoring chances. Those are all the areas that Texas thrives in. I think Texas is too deep. I think their bench is better. I think they're more athletic. They don't have any holes. They come from a better conference in the big 12. I'll take Texas minus four against Xavier for the, my final sweet 16 pick. So if you've been following along, you might as you might have noticed, There's eight Sweet 16 games. I'm backing the favorite in seven of them. Is this strategy going to work? No. Did I do it on purpose? No. You you have to treat every single game individually. I can't make all my picks and then go through and be like, oh, I took seven favorites. I need to change some of these. You got to treat every single game individually. And that's what I did. The only underdog I took is the first game in the Sweet 16, Kansas State plus two. (coughs) Excuse me. Every other game, I took the favorites. Let's recap my picks. Kansas State plus two against Michigan State. UConn at minus three and a half against Arkansas. uh, Tennessee minus five and a half against FAU. UCLA minus two against Gonzaga. Alabama minus seven and a half against San Diego State. Houston minus six and a half against Miami. Creighton minus nine and a half against Princeton. And Texas minus four against Xavier. Thank you so much for listening. Whether you decide to tail my picks, fade them, do whatever you want gambler bless best of luck with your bets this sweet 16 i'll be back friday morning with my picks for saturday's round of 32 games or actually now that i think about it maybe i'll just release an episode on saturday morning that covers both days of did i say round of 32 i meant the elite eight it's still early it's actually a lot later than usually when i record it's 8 30 i slept in today my bad regardless I'll be back Friday or Saturday I'll be giving you picks for the Elite Eight thank you so much for watching like subscribe rate review all that good stuff Um, good luck I'll talk to you next time